this club's about winning trophies. I'm inexperienced in a lot of those things. lost the cup and you win it. The new European champions that treble the dream come true for you. Oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Football, bloody hell. But they never give in. That's the winner. Welcome to the American Red Devils podcast. I'm John. I'm Alex. And we are bringing you the best Manchester United news from this side of the pond. Ooh, sir. How you doing? How you doing? That's more like it. That's the way I like to start my Saturday. Three points, clean sheet. Um, I'm, we keep marching on. We're marching on to Kazakhstan next, mate. I mean, whoo, by the hair on our chinny chin chin. The penalty was converted by Marcus. The curse has been broken. And we get three points at home at Old Trafford against a tough Leicester City side with a former Scouse manager at the helm in Brendan Rodgers. Uh, like you said, our back line, they bend, don't break, right? That's the theme here. No doubt. And the fact that we were able to put together a pretty decent performance, you know, some parts of the, of the second half left a lot to be desired before those subs were made. Um, but without our, our man, Paul Pogba, is a good sign because, you know, there was always going to be questions asked about our, our ability to cobble together a midfielder without him being available. So I think Mata did a decent job. Uh, McTominay played another strong game. Mata didn't always look the most convincing, but hey, all three points, the defense did their job. David De Gea had a couple big saves, especially one in the first five minutes. Um, so big three points against uh, a pretty solid Leicester side. Yeah, no errors. Everyone did their job. Uh, like you said, Dave with the save. Let's jump into the starting 11, sir. You mentioned the world number one in net. Apparently the new deal for like the fifth time in the last six months is rumored to be done. So take it for what it is. I'm going to wait until they announce it on that website or do a... Piano video, sir. I'm not sure. Uh, Wabasaka, Lindelof, McGuire, and Young. Ashley Young's been coming off, sir. You were making some jokes during the match, but I do think he is slotted in there well for Luke Shaw. McTominay and Matic in the midfield. And then here's the thing I got to disagree with. Mata in the hole, Pereira on the right wing, James on the left, and Rashford playing number nine. Love Rashford there, but Mata, that was my thing. Why are we playing Mata again? He looked kind of slow. Looked like he lacked the energy. We're playing at home give youth a chance, get Greenwood there on the right wing, and then put Pereira in the hole. I, I thought that was the go-to, sir. What do you think about that starting 11? Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. I like Pereira playing at 10. I would have preferred to see um, a Chong or a Greenwood playing out on the wing, given the kind of uh, dynamic forward play that they can offer. And Mata just doesn't have that kind of that pace that you need to rip through a midfield because um, he got caught a bunch of times in this game. So I think I think um, Ole is going to see that Mata is more of a bit player than a starter. But hey, wins a win, three points to three points, and that's all that matters. We we soldier on, and we're for now back in the top four, mate. Yeah, it's hard to get disappointed when you get three points at home, and clearly uh, to start off the game, get that penalty. I thought Rashford was going left. He went right. Schmeichel bought the fake. And I mean, great. I mean, ice cold from Marcus Rashford to get that penalty. All the drama that's been going on at Manchester United and, you know, to have confidence, step up at home and start us off on the right foot. But other than that, sir, what, what was our biggest attacking threat? Had to be Dan James down the left. He made a few good moves, had some shots. But really, we didn't get Rashford behind. We didn't really create or threaten uh, from the right-hand side. Everything tried to go through Daniel James. And like you said, I think Mata, a little rusty there in the hole, couldn't really link up uh, with anyone particularly. But what were your thoughts on sort of the attack? 
No, I mean, I think there's that link-up play, that missing, um, you know, synergy between the midfield and the front three. Mata not coming off really is going to slow down your chances and your ability to, to break at speed against the lesser side that we're also pushing forward. So I think that's a change that we have to see in the starting 11, um, giving youth a chance. Because when you brought in Chong, the team was much more dynamic, had a lot more going forward, a lot more creativity, and he just looked like he offered, um, you know, a court of options that just like Mata is pretty one note um, when you're trying to play this type of style. Yeah. And uh, credit to Lester. They did have more of the ball at old Trafford than Manchester United, 58% of the ball to our 42% shots on target nine to our 10 uh, shots in general, nine to our 10 shots on target three to our five corners. Lester with nine corners, uh, I mean, credit to the defense there. Lindelof did not let a header go. Uh, we only had three. And the fouls are split 14-14. So, I mean, just looking at the stat sheet, I mean, I'm impressed Lester had more of the ball than Manchester United at home. A lot of that came early in the second half where I was shouting at the TV, screaming for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to make a sub. It seems to me that he's a little late to pull the trigger when the energy in the game changes and Lester's having their best spell. We need some fresh legs. Come on. He did do it. I want to say uh, he finally got the subs. In the 67th, he brought in Fred for Matic. I was kind of confused there because I thought Matic had a good game, could be fitness. And then in the 70th minute, he brought on Chong for Mata, and he really kind of lit up the place. Uh, Tahith, Chong, Greenwood, Gomez, get these kids in. We've been talking about it on this pod forever. That's really the future of Manchester United, and I have no problem bringing them in. The energy, the passion, the desire, they're all going to have it. Yeah, I think they are all chomping at the bit, excited to feature for the team. Whenever they go out there, they're looking to impress. I mean, Chong certainly did. But have a shout-out to the defense because got an early goal in the penalty, and the defense actually held a pretty strong line. Um, and Lester looked pretty dangerous uh, for the first half of the second half. Um, so credit to them. Ashley Young doing a job. You know, he still can't put a quarter in for his life, but probably a better defensive player than, Ash- than uh, Luke Shaw is. So looked pretty strong. Lindelof also had a good game, right? He's had a couple not-so-great performances in the last couple, so good to see him battle back. And then our boy Slabhead with just like a convincing performance in the back, showing what it, why we spent £80 million pounds Every on him. That forehead just gleaming. He almost had a goal at one point, but um, he'll get it eventually. Yeah, I mean, Lindelof does, now that Luke Shaw is out and Ashley Young's there, uh, Lindelof's looking like the biggest liability at the back. And I think it's it's good for him to have a game where, you know, he kind of got away with one. We got the clean sheet, give him some more confidence. I do rate Lindelof, but he, some of the timing, some of the physical play at the back, we know Harry Maguire is bang on, not going to mess that up. But I think we have to look to Lindelof to kind of, he has to be a little more clever as he plays headers in the box and, uh, who he relies on for cover at the back because, you know, he got dusted a few times. Uh, we did tweet out, so let's jump into the Twitterverse with a quick reaction here, sir. This is the, the quick take pod. We'll get you a full uh, breakdown preview for the Europa League match. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, at underscore Dave underscore M, quote, ugly win, but we got three points, and that all that's all that matters, sir. I mean... Was it ugly? What do you think? What's your reaction to that one? I mean, we've had uglier performances. Um, I thought the defense played pretty well. I think you know we came out in the second half pretty flat, letting them have a lot of the ball and, and create some pretty good chances. But I think the defense held the line quite well. You know, even though we gave up nine corners, um, they didn't look that threatening. So a couple of big saves from David De Gea in the first half. Some some standout performances from Wambasaka, McGuire in the back line. Even Young putting in a, a good tackle or two. So. That's what you want, right? You can't always play pretty. We were missing our most important player in Paul Pogba. So to get the three points at home, get back to winning ways, get back in the top four, at least for now, um, 
Hey, it's all positives, bro. It's gonna it's hey. gonna put a bright shine on my weekend. I'm already feeling better than it would have been if it was a one one <laughs> draw. Look, hey, I'll take three points all day. Um, I'm not gonna say we were one goal away from a convincing win, right? And when I saw a bunch of the subs come in after, um, I want to say the 65th minute when Lester had a ton of the ball, uh, and I thought we really need more at, more attacking influence in the team with you know Chong, maybe Greenwood, and actually go to kill the match. I just didn't think that we don't have the urgency to really dial it in, turn the screws on Leicester City, and finish them. And that's been the issue, right? The, like You look at these other games where we draw on lesser opposition, we get that early goal, we kind of get complacent, and we let them come into the game. So until I see Manchester United go out after the penalty and just everyone turn it on to get that second goal, to kill the match, then to bring on the defenders, then to bring on the Twan Zabies. I mean, that's what I'm looking for in Manchester United, be able to get in that extra gear, get the goal, and then dial it back, right? Well, I did like that he did a little bit of man management a little early than he has been doing this season. A lot of his subs have been coming too late right after we lose the lead. So I like the fact that, you know, Fred, he offered a little bit something different. I did think he brought some energy to the midfield. And then Chong, I think, was a big difference maker because Mata was not offering much at all in the second half. So the fact that he was making subs earlier in the game, knowing that we need to change something up because Lester was on the front foot, Hey, it's a good sign. It's showing that hopefully Ole is maturing as a manager and getting those kind of in-game tactical changes um, done more soon because that, that you just need to do something to change the game when you see it going the other way. All right, another hot take here from Twitter. Uh, the Valley's Leprechaun at I am underscore Keaton on Twitter. We'll quote, we'll take the points. We didn't look threatening once again when going forward like a pit bull with no teeth. Good for defensive purposes, but about as lethal as a baby. Little baby emoji there. I think it's time to give legit minutes to Chongi Gomez and Mason Greenwood, sir. I mean, I we're hitting that drum all day, right? I mean, I, I hate to say it, but Mata's the first player you would bench on this team, and I think you put Pereira in as your 10, you slide in Chong on your right wing, and you've got a pretty dynamic front three in Marcus Rashford, uh, Daniel James, and Chongi. Or well, we Greenwood. saw Chong on the left and then uh, James on the right, so it looks like Ole likes that combo. But again, Rashford through the middle we got to focus on getting Rashford in behind. I do think playing Rashford at number nine, that's got to be more of the attacking focus. It seemed to me more like wing play coming in than it was trying to get Rashford in behind. And when you look at Leicester City being, you know, top six contenders, sir, we're no longer top four contenders, but top six, I thought it was interesting how we weren't. Leicester had more of the ball at home. We weren't trying to get Rashford in behind. Maybe it's because Paul P isn't playing. We don't have that you know, that right boot to unlock that uh, defense, right? With a big pass from the midfield. I mean, McTominay had a couple silky passes during this game, but you're right. You don't have that kind of dynamic playmaker that can unleash a 50-yard pass from anywhere on the field like Paul Pogba. So it'd be good to have him back um, because I'd like to see him play at 10, right? You can put Pereira on the wing and play him as number 10 with a midfield two of Matic and McTominay. I just, I don't like Pogba playing that deep, you know? So when that, when he does come back from uh, from injury, I like to see him play in that front four. All right, we got two more fan takes here. Um, at Davy T underscore, quote, a win is a win. Losing confidence in Ole's game management by the day. Uh, I have to second that here. I think when the game turns and he brings on Fred, I'm like, come on, man. Come yeah, on, man. I don't think Fred was that bad. I think the Chong introduction totally changed it because up until that point, Lester had all the ball, all you know, all the positions no, yeah, in our third, yeah. just like tacking, tacking, tacking. So he offered something, some speed, 
uh, the ability to counter, but we started to tire totally at the end of the game. But Fred so- Matish was not the issue then. The issue was we weren't getting anything going in attack. Lester was getting on the ball in our half, and we needed to get some attacking play, some pace on the field so that we can give our defenders a rest. And I, I just thought the Fred sub kind of, all right, I bet Fred needs to get in. I bet Matis is fitness related, but you know, I want to see a little more teeth, get Chong in in the 65th, get Green, get Greenwood in, in the 67th, then bring Fred on, uh, give Matis a rest. And the next one, uh, ex Philly sports fan, 69 hysterical, uh, handle there. It's about damn time pertaining to a finishing a penalty and winning a game. That's damn straight. No better way to do it than after an international break, get the boys on the jump. A lot of players injured, adversity at home, and they pull it out. I mean, Manchester United, back on the menu, boys. We're here to stay. Top six forever, mate. <laughs> top six, top four, whatever you like. But um, big three or points. Or top four now. Big three points against a good team. You got the clean sheet, I think, at home is just something that we need. You know, first clean sheet since the Chelsea game. So getting back in confidence. Defense should be the rock from which we build this team upon for the rest of the season. And then we get some of these injured players back into the fold, get Pogba back, get Martial back. Um, Luke Shaw, I don't know about him. He might, he might, might've had his place re- taken by, uh, Ashley Young based on his performance today. Yeah. I mean, we probably need another left back. I'll tell you that much, but if you look at the live table as it stands, Liverpool city, Tottenham and Manchester United in fourth, but again, Arsenal and Everton both on seven points, West Ham, uh, Arsenal and Everton haven't played. So most likely Arsenal's going to win leapfrog us. But again, we're in the mix. That's exactly where we want to be. I'm forgetting about the uh, Southampton draw already, sir. What draw? Uh, onward and upward. Uh, look, this has been a quick take pod for the American Red Devils podcast here. We really appreciate you guys, the fans, uh, supporting us doing this. We're going to get a lot more quick takes now that the podcast studio is permanently set up in your house, sir. Uh, we're able to just jump into the studio, record a hot take on that uh, that Leicester City match. So get used to it. Again, we're independent podcasts. We don't have any sponsors. No one's influencing our takes uh, other than just, you know, you guys, the fans. We want to incorporate your opinions, hear you guys out, tell us what you think. You can tweet us. You can email us. Um, but the best way to support this podcast, because we're not taking any advertising revenue, even though we're probably at the stage where we could, is look, we have a store, buy some merchandise. We have some great scarves. We have some awesome pins. American Red Devils is a great badge, has the American flag. You can support your team. Freedom. And the greatest country in the world. Sorry to all the international listeners. I got to be a little biased here, broadcasting from the great US of A. But look, you buy some merch, you support us, you get something cool. That's exactly how we want to do it. We don't want to bring in and pitch you products we really don't believe in. I'm sure you guys have heard advertisements for underwear and all this stuff and are sick of it. Uh, we think it ruins the pod. So look, direct support is how we want to go. You can also also support us on Patreon. We have a Patreon page. You can give us a buck. You give us five bucks. And if money's too big of an issue, no worries. We know that there's a bunch of college kids out there. You got to save that beer money. Look, leave us a review on iTunes or share us on social media. Uh, that's the best way we could be found. So organic search. We're, we're definitely a growing operation here from the bunker. Uh, and we actually give out free stickers. If you write a review on iTunes, you screenshot it, send it to us, and uh, that's a win-win. So you want a sticker, uh, drop a review, five stars, sir. A bunch of cheeky reviews. We have some good ones. A bunch of great reviews. So we appreciate all the fans. Um, organic search is you know the best way for us to grow. So we're just two guys talking about the team we love the most. And I'll tell you what, three points is a lot more fun to talk about than one or zero. So hopefully United kick on from here. We got some European nights, sir, on there. Yeah, <laughs> just Kazakhstan. Uh, before we officially wrap up, we are playing FC Astana at home. I mean, they're a professional football club in... Technically. Nur Sultan 
Kazakhstan in the Kazakhstan Premier League, the highest level of Kazakh football. We'll be getting a hysterical <laughs> breakdown about this one and doing our best to, I mean, look, they have a 30,000 capacity uh, arena. I don't know how what their average attendance is. Uh, I mean, they were founded in 2009, so it sounds like they're, uh, they're right for the pick. On the up and up, sir. Get the youth in there. Have them score a few goals. I bet you Ole didn't play Greenway because he's thinking about starting them uh, for those European nights. But look, we wouldn't be a podcast without you guys, the fans. Let's break down our top cities last seven days for downloads, sir. Hit us with the first couple of cities. Sir, number one is a new attendee is a North Versailles, Pennsylvania. How you doing? How you doing? Number two, Singapore, Singapore. What's up, guys? And number three, Spring, Texas, sir. Keep us going. Dallas, Texas, number four, Florence, South Carolina. Uh, hope everyone's coping with the hurricane there. Uh, number six, New York, New York. That's right. We are Jersey boys. Grew up not too far from the... The Big Apple. And number seven, Newberry Park, California, sir. Finish off the list. Number eight, San Francisco, California. Number nine, Arlington, Virginia. And last but not least, Amarillo, Texas. How you guys doing? Appreciate all the downloads. Appreciate the listens. Um, we're going to just keep bringing these hot bands as long as United are playing in those red jerseys that we love so much. Hey, greatest in English football, sir. You know what? It's not every day we have a clean sheet at home and we got a great defender named Slabhead. We're going to end it with that airy Maguire chant, sir. One his, of my favorites. His head's fucking massive.